Hi everyone and welcome to Coffee Pods where we're going to be continuing our series looking at the uh, topic of coming to Jesus. So I'm here with Wes. Hi Wes. Uh, morning Lisa, how are you doing? I'm very well thanks, are you alright? Yeah I'm awake and I'm here so that's going to be good. It's a good start. <laughs> um, so yes, as Wes just said, I'm Lisa if you're joining us for the first time and haven't met us before. Now, what I love about this uh, series is that it covers both Acorn Christian Live and Coffee Pods. So if you'd like to head over to Acorn Christian Live with your healing hub or even just by yourself, um, you can also hear the story that we're looking at today, which uh, I find a real tongue twister, Wes. Will you say it so I don't start spluttering? (laughs) Yes, uh, it's the story of the Syrophoenician woman, which is found in Matthew 15 and also in Mark 7 as well. Wonderful. Thank you. And we're also going to be chatting a little bit about uh, the badges that we wear, which is something that has come out of this story in particular. So, Wes, I'm just going to start by asking you um, why you chose this story for us to look at. Well, I I love um, the way that people come to Jesus in such normal ways in the sense of none of this is like in a meeting, none of this is in a service. This, in fact, uh, as, as it says in the, in the um, service that we've, just, we've recorded, um, she finds out that Jesus is taking a bit of an R&R and, R and, R and, and, and it's just in a house. And it, it says in Mark, as soon as she finds out, she goes, I love this woman, in the sense of, you know, as soon she's got this huge need with her daughter. And nothing is going to keep her from getting to Jesus, even the fact that the door's closed, you know. And but I love, I love the way that that's so human. Yeah. You know that that we come to Jesus with all of our humanity, and and He doesn't reject it. He doesn't say sorry, you haven't come in the right way. And so I, I love this. So I love this woman, the way that she has this interaction with Jesus, and I love what Jesus does for her, and it just inspires me. The story to think. Maybe there's a place for me where Jesus is as well. Of course, yeah. I'm glad you said that, actually, because something I was thinking when we were reading it uh, in the service, um, not just this story, but all the stories we've looked at, is how, uh, what's the word? Not bluntly, but how openly people uh, acknowledge Jesus and communicate with him. Um, it's just so raw. Maybe that's the right word. And I I wonder, is that because of the need, like to approach Jesus in in that way is just wonderful. Well, you're absolutely right. I think it's two things. I think it's the, the, the need is so raw and, Mm. you know, to be honest, if, if you ever have a sick child that you can't do anything with, you're going to know that, but you know, somebody has got a relative with MND or cancer or something that the need is raw. It's not like, well, you know, maybe we might find a little way. If you think there is help from heaven, you are going to do anything to get it. So I love that. The yeah. other thing that is adds to that sort of really livingness about it is that, of course, that Jesus is religion, but without costume. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there's, there's no temple, there's no priestly garments, there's, there's nothing. There's this rabbi, probably, as we talked about last week, wearing a prayer shawl, right? But actually, that's it. And, and that Jesus became accessible in the midst of ordinary living. And yes. he was there. And you didn't have to go through the sacrifices and go to a special place and whatever. Jesus was there. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And, and, of course, it makes me think, okay, 
but actually jesus you haven't changed so, so you're going to be here my, my thing is where are you and, and how do i find that you know yeah and, and so yeah. it is the, the rawness of the story that i find so encouraging and, and so stunning as well yeah absolutely and i think the disciples acknowledge the rawness don't they because they say to jesus tell her you know tell her to go she's shouting at us um and it and that just makes me think as well like when do we do that in life where do we see something that's either it seems a bit over the top it seems embarrassing the way that people are approaching jesus and we just kind of want it to stop i, I found that very challenging it is and of course you know it's a number of times when the disciples try to get things calmed down mm. um you know my my fear is lisa not that i'll need calming down but i'll never get wound up enough you know <laughs> yeah. to to yeah. reach out so you know you think they're trying to shut bartimaeus up they're trying to send the children away that have come to jesus for blessing they're trying to get the crowds to go away you know at the lepers i mean anybody just wanted this is embarrassing and i think if you've ever been to um, an african funeral you will know passion really the weeping is like gut wrenching. It's it's out there. It's it's so it's about how much the person was loved. And but of course, in a, in a in a Western funeral, the person was still loved, but we don't show that. No, we don't. But, but of course, in the in the New Testament time, this was just an Eastern culture. This was so real. So yeah. I can imagine she didn't say, <clears throat> "Excuse me, Jesus." <clears throat> Um, you know, the scripture is very clear. She shouts to the point of embarrassment to the disciples. Yeah. I, I wish I could get people to shout a bit more in church. I think it'd be really great. Um, <laughs> but that's the intensity of her need. Yeah. That's her desperation. I mean, that's how bad this hurts. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And, and of course, it is embarrassing for the disciples. And I've, I ask myself the question, Lord, are there people that I try to sort of shut up and put in a box because I find they're passion and their faith challenging if i you know i had it done to me just a, a little while ago somebody sort of really wanted me to sort of calm down a bit because they thought i was being too excessive and um, i wasn't being too excessive but by their <laughs> comparison i was and i love this woman that she is not ashamed in the place of need to be excessive before christ yeah that's a real eye-opener for us yeah. Mm. And the other thing then also, and you did touch on this in Acorn Christian Live, was uh, you talked about the silences that God uh, may put us through. Um, it's so funny because she was shouting um, <laughs> at this point, but, and then we talk about silences. But um, can you just maybe expand a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean, you made a great point. I mean, she was shouting and God was mm. silent. Isn't that, mm. isn't that just incredible? But doesn't that, isn't that how it feels? Definitely. There are times in life, you know, particularly in relation to sickness, whether it's of body or mind or spirit or heart or emotion, when it feels like we are shouting at God. I've done that. I've actually shouted at God. Mm -hmm. I did say something rather foolish. I said, what on earth do you think you're doing? Well, <laughs> and then, of course, I realized on earth he was doing quite a lot. Yeah. But, you know, but it's that it's that juxtaposition isn't it of her shouting and god being silent and i reflected on god's silences and said you know it's not disinterest it's not saying i'm bored with this could you just go away so what is happening and and i i, I will have been in the ministry 40 years next year um and if you're listening to this i'm now speaking in 2021 um but you know one of the interesting things is i've noticed in those nearly 40 years that God's silences communicate something incredible to us. 
Um, it's just that in those moments, we're not used to listening to that thing. You can actually listen to the silence of God. Um, and, and it's in those moments and you begin to hear it differently. Um, and I said to somebody once, I said, um, if God isn't speaking to you, ask him a different question. You know, because actually sometimes it's because, well, it is always because God's trying to get our attention to something that we're not seeing. Yeah. And, and of course, there's something that happens for this woman in this story, which is incredible. I remember you once saying about um, listening to God. Um, it's sometimes about like you, you said, uh, tuning into a, like a radio station to be able yeah. to hear the radio. You have to tune in. And it's the same with God. It is. I don't know if you ever had that thing, had a car where the radio isn't great. Yeah. And, and, and however you manage to tune it, the signal just always isn't quite there. And, and particularly as you're driving, it fades in and out. And I think sometimes we're a bit like that, you know, on this journey. And so I think there is something about us finding the way of tuning into God. And God uses silence to do that. And, and yes, uh, she's doing that in her pain. Yeah. And I want to say that very clearly for those who are listening today. Um, you, any pain that we endure, God does not waste an ounce of it. He doesn't cause it. He is not responsible for it. He takes responsibility for it, but he doesn't waste it. He doesn't waste our tears. He doesn't waste a broken heart. Um, the scripture says a bruised reed he will not break and a flickering flame he will not quench. God is more careful with us than that. And so in this woman's pain, and I think Jesus senses that, he does what, in my mind, is the simplest and quickest thing to get her to a place where she can hear him. Yes. Yeah. And isn't that encouraging that he'll do that? Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about the badges that we wear because this obviously, this woman had a badge that she was wearing, whether she knew it or not, didn't she? You touch on that in the service. Could you just, in case people haven't heard it, let, let them know what you mean by that? Well, we all have badges, things that have been said to, to us, about us, things we've said about ourselves. Um, you know, you're hopeless. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, you're all, always a burden. Um, you know, and, 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 things that we may have heard in childhood or in, in school or in growing up, or even now, things that people yeah. say, and, and they lodge with us and they become a way that we identify ourselves almost to ourselves as well as anything else. And okay, so this woman is from Syrian Phoenicia. She's a Canaanite. And if you know your stories about the Canaanites, you'll know that they shouldn't exist. So the Jews regarded them as were as worth nothing they regarded them as dogs okay and, and that's a jewish idiom and in fact the word that G jesus uses here about um it's not right to take uh, the children's food and throw it to their dogs the word that he uses for dogs is not the wild rabid dog it's the domestic pet so even there he's changing an idiom for her yeah um but you know they would have regarded her like that yeah and actually, those dogs were excluded from God's grace and his love. They, you know, God wasn't interested in you as, as far as Israel was concerned for this woman, let alone the fact that she's a Gentile woman. I mean, yeah, how bad can this get? So I think one of the things that Jesus is doing is in this interaction, and, and he chooses his language carefully. 
and and as he uses that term and she says yes but even you know the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table and i think jesus is saying to her is that how you see yourself yeah. Do you own that badge that you, that has been spoken out over you and lived out over you? Um, that you are worth nothing. You are unacceptable to God. You have no place. God would not be interested in you. Almost God would remain silent to your cries. Funny, isn't it? You just had yeah. that. Yeah. And then she says this. Yes, but. And I love that. That's the faith moment. And can I just say sometimes faith it says, yes, but. And and, you know, in that moment, she says, yes, but even so, there is mercy. There is grace somewhere. And it's at that moment that Jesus flips around completely. So from silent to saying, well, really? Um, and, and of course, all the time he's been drawing her in, not pushing her away. Yeah. And it's then he says, woman you have great faith you know and and just think about it your request is granted i mean come on (laughs) i'm thinking what did she think in that moment yeah yeah but so i think god has has changed her view of herself from being a dog to actually being a woman of great faith and we bring that out in the service so for those of us here today listening to this my question really is what badges what stickers have been put on us that are that are not actually what god thinks they're they're the way that people have said things about us the way that people have described us they're the way that um that that we even at times describe ourselves i was once uh, described in a very public meeting um one of those large christian festivals that happens around easter i won't name it (laughs) but i was introduced and the person who introduced me said this is where sutton and he is the nearest thing i know to a hyperactive bugs bunny (laughs) <laughs> you know, and um, and, and some of people going, oh, do you know, I loved it. <laughs> I thought that means that I must be doing something right. Yeah. Because, you know, I want to be passionate about God. I want to be passionate about healing. That's I right. want to be passionate about his presence. And if, if they if they'd said to me, this is where Sutton and he's got about as much life as a tortoise, I would have been upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But actually, you know, we've had we've all had negative things spoken about us. You know, you ask most people about their school report. What's the, what's written? Could do better. You know. Yeah, and you always focus on those things, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, uh, Wes, Wes, Wesley must learn to pay attention. You know, I was I was just paying attention to other things. That's right. You know, and 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 do you know actually that um, a genius, um, being a genius, uh, most uh, people who are geniuses fidgeted. Right. Do you know that? It's because they, they, everything's going on all the time. Oh. So I think for this woman, and I think for us, Jesus is undoing the damage of her history mm. and saying, that's not how heaven sees you. That's not how the Father sees you. Actually, you're a woman of great faith because you've come and almost broken down the door. You won't take no for an answer. You've done everything you can to reach me in order to rescue this daughter of yours. Amazing. You've got great faith in me. And she gets it. And I, I love that. And so I, I guess I was thinking about, you know, the badges that even as we've been talking, Lisa, people have, have had them replaying in their mind. Yeah. You know, and I would say. In the silence of God, come and sit with him and let him tell you who you are and let him take the badges that have been given to you that aren't yours. Yeah, that's very helpful. And for those that we're 
supporting, praying with for healing? How can we help people in 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 the, in their journey here? Great question. Um, I I think one of the things is I I, I allude to it in the service. Uh, if you go to um, African and Caribbean churches, um, when you say to someone, "How are you?" they will often describe themselves not in well you know okay they will describe themselves in terms of god's revelation to them yeah you know, I, i'm blessed and highly favored you know, i'm a, i'm a child somebody said to me i'm a son of the living god you know I thought, wow. how are you and i thought yeah you probably are absolutely <laughs> and so one of the things i would say is that we use the language that god has about them about ourselves and about the people that we're with and so I got a, you know, I got a friend and I, I meet him and uh, I don't call him by name. I say, I say, hi, hello, mighty man of God. Yeah. And he looks at me as if to say, yeah, I don't feel like a mighty man of God. And I say that, that, that I wasn't asking that. Yeah, you're saying, saying. <laughs> that, that's how God sees you. Yeah. You know, um, and I, and I, I, I remember just talking to a, a leader and, and uh, just a little while ago and I, just we were having a meal. I just said to him, you know, you are God's greatest asset in your church right now. And he just looked at me and say, you know, I don't feel that. I said, no, yeah. but you are. And so I think for those we're journeying with, if we can use the language of heaven over them. Very good. You know, so I can say to you, Lisa, you are blessed and highly favored, yeah. you know, all the time. Yeah. And that's heaven's view of you. Yeah. And, and you can say, yeah, okay, I'll have that. <laughs> Absolutely. Live up to the name that God gives you, not the badges yeah. that you've been given by others. That's really helpful. And and also I would say, and, and don't feel bad about, about saying those things, because I think in our culture, we're not very good at encouraging ourselves or one another, really. And actually, if that's who God says we are, then let's speak it out loud. And, you know, don't be ashamed by that. Um yeah. Wonderful. Um, I do have a question. It, it might not be worth asking, but it's to do with strong strongholds. Um, I think the, the badges that we wear and we carry are strongholds in themselves. But um, in, in particular with prayer, how can we pray against strongholds uh, for people? Um, a stronghold is is a fortified place. Okay. Yes, obviously, it's like a it's it's a place where you could you would run and the enemy couldn't get you yeah um, but also it was a place where the enemy put you when he didn't want you to get out mm -hmm. um and i think there are things that happen in our lives uh, and we deal with it in some of the inner healing sessions that we do here in uh, acorn um the things that have become so rooted in us that however much we try with our minds and our will we can't shift it yeah that something between our sins and our sicknesses, if you like. There's another realm which sort of has its hold on us. And, and you know, we can, we can get a few feet away from it, but if we go any further, it pulls us back. Yeah. And it's the, it's the things that have defined us and shaped us, our experiences, as, as well as the language that's used over us. Um, areas of rejection, of hurt, of, of betrayal, a whole range of other things. And I think one of the things that, we can do for one another and then we cover it in 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 some of the acorn ministry is that there are times when one we can bring the story to to jesus and have him go back not to relive it but go back to undo it 
and take it, take like a thorn out of us so that it doesn't, you know, pain us anymore. And then he fills, if you like, those places that have had that sort of that place. He fills it with his love and his life. And we get free of that. And so for me, a stronghold is something that, in a sense, where we've tried to, to break away and we can't. And then at times we need others to come and stand alongside us with the name of Jesus and say, we're bringing this to an end. And, and I'll stop waffling, but this is the scripture that helps me frame that. It says of Jesus in one of the letters to Revelation, he is the one who opens and no one shuts. And he is the one who shuts and no one opens. And so where we have things that can't be moved by mind or will or, you know, a bit of encouragement and, and whatever, things have become a strong hold on us. Then maybe we just need others to come alongside and pray with us and break its power and help us move on. Thank you. Yeah. And so if you are with your healing hub at the moment uh, or, or you know somebody who can pray with you, um, this might be a really good opportunity to bring uh, those strongholds, the badges um, to God uh, and ask for him to bring healing into them. And Wes, I, as usual, I'm going to ask you to pray for those as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you're present with every person listening to this right now, wherever they are. And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I break the power of lies and of the badges that have been put on our lives. I break the power of the stronghold that would keep us from following you closely and with love and devotion. And Holy Spirit, I ask you that you will arrange circumstances in our lives by which we can not only taste, but we can live in the freedom that Jesus has already gained for us. And I ask this in his name. And Lord, let your blessing of peace be upon us now. Amen. Brilliant. Thanks, Wes. I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have as well. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope that you found this week's episode of Coffee Pods helpful and inspirational. If you like what you're listening to, please give us a like and share. We'll catch you soon.